Welcome to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And here we are, once again, looking at everything going on in the NHL. And we're going to quickly go over news quick, because you know what? It's really sad, Ryan. That, you know, it's, I don't know if it's just early in the season or it's the fact that, like, you know, there's just nothing. There's nothing going on. Like, there's no news. There, there isn't really a lot of news. I'm, usually, we have some more news to discuss, but I don't know. I think it's because it's early in the season. It's been what seven, eight games. I think the lowest, like the lowest team right now has four. Was that the Rangers? Yeah. That's yeah. Upsetting. So I'm, I'm sure it'll pick up. It always does as it gets further in the season. There's always. Gonna be like big injuries, trades, waiver claims, coach firings. I'm sure that's gonna happen at some point. Eventually. Like, well, first on, first up, we have. There is been some, not not injuries, but there has been some little things we'll talk about. First up is um, there was a tornado in Dallas, and I don't know the exact statistics or anything, but we do know it did affect some of the Dallas Stars player Ben Bishop's. Is his family is okay, which is the the number one concern, but. If you've seen the pictures, his house and Tyler Sagan's house were just gone. I didn't hear about Ben Bishop's uh, situation, but I did see the pictures of Tyler Sagan's house. That was not where he was currently living. However, he was selling it, well, so yeah. he moved. Um, but it was it was absolutely destroyed. There's it. It's not even livable anymore. Part of it's still standing. Yeah, the pictures are are fantastic. The fact that like, you know. That ripped through it, but no. Ben Bishop, uh, his family was staying in Dallas for an extended period. They were not at the home. The whole entire family is safe and everything, which we wish Ben Bishop recover. Uh, you know, get his house back up, back up and uh, and built. But the best thing is that you know there was no injuries, thank God, and then he can continue to play, and his whole family can continue to watch him play. Yeah, that's that's always the most important thing. It's. This is one of those like family first, hockey second um, scenarios. So, with that, let's move over to some weird things. We have a few injuries to talk about. One signing and then a trade, which should be interesting. But it's not what you think. First up is Dubnik is out week to week. That hurts Minnesota. Um, I think he's just day to day. I, th- I believe. It, I thought either, it was week to week. Either way, regardless of whether it's day to day, week to week, whatever it is, um, definitely doesn't help. Yeah, it is day to day. Yeah, Minnesota currently last place in the Central. You know, this ha- is not going to help them get any higher. He was uh, injured in a collision in the crease uh, yesterday against the Oilers, and Alex Stalock had to come in to relieve him. But Devin Dubnik has really been one of I'll, I'll just come out and say one of the only good players on the Lightning. Or Lightning. Lightning. Oh boy. The Wild. I don't know why I said Lightning. On the Wild. Or one of the most consistent players, we'll say. Yeah. He's been that he's been he's been your ever number since, one goaltender. Ever since you got him, which now seems like forever ago. He's he's been their rock in net, and he's really the one who's given them a chance. They got him in uh, fourteen fifteen from Arizona, and ever since then he's been very very solid for for Minnesota. And now that he's hurt, that's 
definitely going to help them, especially with the woes that they have going on right now. Exactly. And once again, Minnesota's just not in a good place. Maybe they need a coaching change. A lot of people are saying they need a GM change, too. They just hired a new GM. Well, they said he's not qualified. It's they don't think he has the right mind for this team. Um, Bill Guerin's going to do fine. I'm not necessarily worried about that at all. It's been maybe a month. There hasn't really been much to do. I mean, analyze it at the trade deadline. See what he does. Uh, I would even give it past the trade deadline. You're not. It's not like a coach where it's just like a. Uh, you have less of a window of opportunity or less of a leash. GM doesn't really go in and out very often. Yeah, the people like I, like I kind of put them aside. I'm like, okay, like the people who've said that they want a GM change. I think it's a little much to ask for at this point in time. But yeah, coaching change may help. You know, maybe getting a different player. And I know you just got two free agents. You know, one of them being Matt Zuccarello, who's an all-around great player. If you've seen him in New York or in Dallas, you know, we know that he what he's capable of. Surprisingly, he hasn't really been producing as much on the wild as most people think he should. But it's just a, I think it's a waiting game for Minnesota. I think, you know, you don't you can't really do anything either. We, you know, we've said this a lot. We said it last week, and we'll say it again this week. You can't do anything with the um, way their cap is set up and the way that they've been giving money to players. There's no real way for them to do anything. But, you know, I think how much cap space do they have? They have just over a million dollars in cap space. So you, you can't really do anything, especially since their players are getting older. Dubnik himself is 33. Parise and Suter in their mid-30s. They're... They do have some young pieces. They have Ryan Donato. They have Jordan Greenway. Those are the young guys, early 20s. But it's just not really adding up for the while because they have players on the decline and players that haven't gotten to their prime yet. So they're just kind of in this no-man's land type uh, spot right now. Luckily for them, though, they, they can build because they have all of their draft picks except for one for the next three years they don't have their third round pick in june in this upcoming draft other than that they have every one of their draft picks so their their future should be bright it's just a matter of you gotta you have a little bit more time before you actually can kickstart that and i think if you tank now might as well i don't see why not i mean i don't necessarily know what tanking is gonna do for them until i, I would give it until some no, of these big contracts early. expire. But, but even like, then, th- those big contracts go on for a while. Like Parise and Suter still have another five years. You just signed Zook for five years. Yeah. You got Jason Zucker is now has four years. Victor Rask, who hasn't even been producing, he's there for the next three years. I do think, however, that we may see a new captain next year for the Wild that if Miko Koivu doesn't That doesn't come surprise back. me. Because he is 36. We don't know what his future holds. So I think he, there might, might be a new captain. I'm sure they're going to want to keep him. And the, fan, the fans there like him. The players seem to like him. But at some point, you just have to move on. So with that, we all hope, you know, I've always said that Minnesota – is a perpetual, you know, 
second tier team. Just to put it lightly, especially in the division that they are in, they're they are underperforming. Because on paper, this team should be better than they are. They're just not. They, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is the coach, but something's just not clicking. So I, I think Minnesota will get better eventually. How they get better is yet to be figured out. And that is exactly why Bill Guerin was brought in to figure that out. We shall wait and see. So moving on to more of the um, Eastern Conference and some news. Actually, one more thing from the West. Now that we're just we're in that vicinity, uh, the only news that broke earlier today is Miko Rantanen will be out week to week with a lower body injury. Now, this especially for you know the probably argument could be said the best team out of the gate so far is the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, one of one of I would put them up there, and losing Miko Rantanen is not going to help them at all. He went down with a bad leg injury in the second period the other day, and they're going to give it a few weeks. They don't believe it's just like a four or six week week thing. They don't know how how bad it is. They don't know how long he's going to be out for, but. The sooner he gets back, the better off the Avalanche are going to be. Yeah, uh, it's just a matter of seeing what he, what, how long this is going to be, and then hopefully it's not long because he's one of your main producers. And the Avalanche have had no problem as a team doing well, but if he's gone, you will most likely see some changes on the ice. Oh, you have to, especially if you're trying to prove that you're not a one-line team. You have to produce without the guy on your first line without one of the best guys on your first line you know injuries take their toll and it should be interesting to see who steps up for colorado so speaking of injuries this week on how the pens are screwed on this edition of how badly are the penguins screwed malkin and galchenyuk skate on their own they will not travel so there is no hope for them galchenyuk was so close to being back and then he got bit by a spider this is one of the I've heard a lot of weird injuries between all the sports. A lot of them were like baseball related. Someone had fallen off the curb, bro- like tripped on a curb, broke their arm. Someone got bit by their dog, but bit by a spider is a new one. I gotta say, part of me is actually hoping this is like a real life Spider-Man thing come to life. Oh, if this if this is not, I, I think I think I sent you the video where it's there's a little scene from one of the original Spider-Man films. And it's it's the scene in Spider-Man Three when when um, Spider-Man gets a, gets the black suit and he feels the power and he's just and it just goes and he just he looks and he goes, oh my god the power, and I'm like that's got to be Galchenyuk at this point if he was bitten by a spider, and he feels like this this just unbelievable strength of just like wow I can I could like you know stop a train right now, with with the amount of extra like he's got superhuman strength now. So, on top of getting bit by a spider, well, that, that actually was the top. He was battling a, an injury before that. Then he gets bit by the spider and suffers an allergic reaction. So, he's not Spider-Man. So, he's, I, I don't think he's going to be Spider-Man. Um, it is still possible, I would like to think. We would have to ask a scientist. We're going we're gonna to hold out for— Do you uh, know any scientists? No, but 
we do go to a campus that just got a vet program, so we could ask them. That doesn't start until next year. Oh man, that ruins it. But we could have, we could have asked them. Yeah, they well, may have known. I I'm just hoping he's okay. I mean, I. Yeah, all joking aside, I really hope yes, he's okay. Yes, seriously, because spider. Some spiders are. Not that I'm a spider expert because they freak me out, but <laughs> some spiders are like actually very dangerous. Yeah, you know, coming from uh, coming from two people, one who doesn't like spiders, the other one who has arachnophobia. This is just something that I'm like, I don't know. I'm not gonna figure it out because I don't want to. That's terrifying. But yeah, and the sad thing is, is like me when I saw Galchenyuk when he got traded to Pittsburgh for for, for Phil Kessel who has been doing phenomenal in Arizona, it's just like... It's all the hot dogs. It's all the, yeah. But, like, I was excited for this because he's a great player, and to be on a real team is awesome. Too bad that 90% of that real team is on the injury reserve. And he's one of those people. But, like, you know, they're still somehow producing without him. It's because they still got their big guys. They, got, they still got Crosby. They still have Latang. Jake Gensel's still there. So the Penguins aren't going to go away quietly, even with all these injuries, and they're just going to get better with all these players coming back. But Galchenyuk getting bit by a spider—that's I haven't—I haven't necessarily heard that one before. That's nah, so and weird. just on top of already trying to come back from another injury, on top of that, that's it's strange. I, we will keep updated with this because I really do want to know how this goes because it's always something to, like each week. They don't think it's it's very serious, so that is a good thing. I just hope that whatever happened, he's back on the ice soon. I also don't know like where he was that he got bit by a spider. Well, for the record, like we we walk around our campus here on LI, at LIU, just on Long Island, and there's there's I've seen spiders like everywhere. We had a spider in the back room last week yeah, too. But usually, when I see a spider, I walk away. I don't. Hold out my hand and say, "Here, spider." <laughs> unless do your worst. <laughs> unless you're near, like, you unless know. I see that it has the Spider-Man logo on its back, it's not coming anywhere near me. Yeah, no. unless it's in my room, in which case I will go near it and kill it. Yeah, and then I hear my friends. I can already hear my friends from the from the other room screaming, "Spiders are good for the environment." No, no, spiders not. are terrifying. Yeah, no. Keep your children away. <laughs> yeah, so. Two more small, well, we'll get back to, when we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to talk about a signing that has happened that should be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think one of the, probably the greatest trade in the history of the NHL. You're listening to Post to Post here on the wave, the sound of LIU. Need something to break up the boredom of sitting in traffic? How about some tunes? Listen to Rush Hour Rock with me, Dan Casaza, every Thursday from 4 to 5. I'll liven up your rush hour with music spanning from all your favorite rock genres. From your dad's 70s classics to the hardest grunge of the 90s. And even the rock hits of today. So let's rock your rush hour every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. Only on the wave, the sound of LIU. Total Access is your show for all the hits.
Want more? Then don't forget to check out Total Access. Listen Tuesdays from 4 to 5 on The Wave. Welcome back to Post Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIUI. I'm your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and we are going over some news, some signings, the greatest trade in the history of hockey, as some people have labeled it, some people being me. And we're going to start off with one of the two bigger tr- bigger signings of this past week. One of them, Brian Boyle, has finally gotten a contract, and he will be a Florida Panther for one year. Very happy for him that he got the contract. Maybe not so that he's a Panther. I, it's, it's fine. I don't, I don't see that I as mean, an issue. I mean, I don't necessarily see him being a huge factor. Could have seen him as a second-line center on the Rangers. That I could Could have seen. seen him as a third-line center on the Islanders, but they got Derek Broussard. So Derek Broussard's not bad. I'd rather have Derek Broussard. He's younger. That's and he true. Was, but yeah, good for Brian Boyle. He had a, it was a great story with coming back from cancer and everything and getting uh I think he had the hat trick on ho- hockey fights cancer night. Yeah, when he was with the Devils, I think two years ago. No, last year was it. it last was, year? I think it was last year, and then was traded to the Predators and. Ah uh, yes, when and then. He was he him. It was like he left and because they wanted it. They did, I think it was the story was he wanted to sign in Nashville, and then they said no, we're gonna get Duchesne. Which I can't say I blame them. No, not at all. I mean, Brian Boyle, Matt Duchesne. Matthew Shane. Matthew Shane, obviously. So, but good for him. Should help the Panthers a bit more on their offense. Yeah, I mean they do. They got to get something going. They really only made one move this off season, which was a huge move. Yeah. But it hasn't worked yet. Not yet, but soon. soon. I mean, I'll give them more time, obviously, because it's been they've played what seven games. Yeah, there's still time. You know, it's quick other signing before we get into big news featuring that player we have alluded to. With the Florida Panthers, you've, allu- you've alluded. Oh, you just, yes. You just, you just said. Yes, I thought you were men- going to mention the greatest trade in NHL history, which I, even I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so, you'll, you'll know. So, Nico Heischerin, you know, what well, people have kind of, you know, Devils fans have kind of been a little bit iffy about him because he hasn't been do- producing all Neither as have much. The Devils, but Neither have on. the Devils, but of course they beat the Rangers. But he was signed. He signed a. Nice hardy extension. Seven years, $50.75 million. So, you know, for Nico, his— Nico uh, Heischer got paid. Paid, yeah. You know, they, they're expecting him to be one of your cornerstones in the future, probably along with Taylor Hall and, and um, Jack Hughes? Jack Hughes. Quinn Hughes is on the Canucks. Because I was like, wait. Because, yeah, I, they, they recently played each other, and it was a big thing. And I was like, oh. He's is an average cap hit of seven point two five million dollars. He is twenty. No twenty year old should be making that much money. Just We're, saying. I am I, I literally am twenty years old and I have literally a two dollars to my name. And now Nico Heischer, who was already the first overall pick a few years ago, already was twenty seventeen, already was making nine hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for the last three years. We'll now be making over $7 million for the next seven years. Where are you with your life, Anthony? <laughs> I am – yep, no. If I had I, if I had that kind of money, I would not be sitting here. Well, I'd still be sitting here, but I probably wouldn't be – you know, I 
probably wouldn't have to worry about you know money or where I'm going to be in the next five years, but whatever. So yeah, no, good for him. Good payday. He's going to be a cornerstone for the Devils' rebuild, along hopefully with Taylor Hall. You would hope if you are a Devils fan, you would hope that Taylor Hall is a part of that. He has been producing since he came back this year after being injured last year. They still got to get it going. They really do. They have a good team on paper. Shaky goaltending, but good team on paper. They just haven't gotten anything going. They had a couple couple wins this weekend. Uh, they beat the Rangers. They beat the Canucks. Jack Hughes scored his first goal. Against his brother's team. Against his brother's team, which was the only goal of the game. Which, good for him. That's a, that's a nice pick-me-up. But uh, just to all Devils fans who um, make the nice argument that he's better than Kako, Kako scored nine goals. Okay. Yeah, just, just put cool. that out there. Okay, but out of the three rookies in the New York area that got their first point first, it was Noah Dobson, just saying. Fair. Fair. Okay, fine. So, yeah, so good for him, and the Devils could be better. We'll probably get to that. This does raise the question, at least in my head, though, that with some of the other RFAs that are going to hit the market, that could hit the market, how does this deal affect theirs? Because I saw something that said, how does this affect Matt Barzell? Mm, That is true, because Barzell's coming up on a payday as well. Because they were drafted in the same... Oh, well, Barzell was drafted in 16, but didn't really make it till 17. Well, yeah, and the contract and the, I think, isn't it the entry level? It's a level? service time thing, yeah. Yeah, the entry level doesn't kick in until you make your NHL debut. Well, until f- you're there for, like, I think it's X amount of time. I think it's like seven years, seven or eight games. Yeah, when he first came up, he was there for, like, two games, touched the puck when he was in the penalty box, and they're like, you, you can leave now. Yeah. But then he came back, and he's like, I knew it. So, I think for that, you know, that's, you know, seven years at that kind of hit. That to me, that's good money for him. Barzell's gonna want more. Barzell's gonna get more. I can see him somewhere between eight and nine. Nine mil or nine years? Nine mil. You can't sign nine years. Eight's the max. Okay, I can see it. He's gonna want max time. I think he's gonna want a contract to make himself. He knows how important he is to the Islanders organization at this moment. And to me, if. If, if that's his his mindset going into this, he's going to ask for too much. Too much. He's gonna he's gonna try to book be um he's gonna ask for Matthews money. Yeah, which he's not gonna get. And quite frankly, I don't think he deserves. He had he had a down year last year. He did have a great rookie season. Had a down year yeah, last he won year. Won the Calder, yeah. But he also has to keep in mind who he's dealing with now. The last time the Islanders went through a big contract negotiation. It was mostly with Garth Snow. Lou Lamarillo is an old-time GM. He, he's going to have the mentality of, hey, you need to – I'm going to give you – he's going to be more – and I th- we've seen this with, with Lou's contracts, especially with Toronto pre-Kyle Dubas and especially with the Devils. He's a big fan of prove-it deals. Not the one years, but he's like, okay, I'm going to give you three, short four, three, four years with smaller hit. And then if we want to wash our hands of you, we can. And then I'm sure most of it's going to be signing bonuses anyway. Well, that's that's the way we do things now, even though we're not looking towards a lockout with them, which is kind of, which is very nice. Which I actually found surprising because I thought the whole 
$700,000 salary, but $11 million signing bonus would head toward the lockout because that all that all the signing money signing bonus money is guaranteed the salary is not well what i've what i I have found this out interesting is when the announcement was being made for seattle the nhlpa was kind of like well you know maybe down the road we can get a nice chunk of that you know i think it's like 700 million dollars that the owners get with every new team that's entering or something along those lines. Like, the NHL gets mo- a lot of money from the expansion. And the NHLPA, that was one of the main causes of the NHLPA saying, hey, uh, we're going to cut ties with you if we don't start getting some of the money. But the reason that they backed up is because they realized, wait, if you keep adding teams, because, you know, now the rumor is Bettman's not stopping at 32. He's going to 34. Where he, are these other two teams going to go? Well, they're not... The thing is, a lot of people are saying the other two teams... Because you can't – if you have 32, the West is going to have more teams, I well, believe. No, if you have 32, they'll both – each conference will have 16 because right now the Central has seven. Yeah, so they're going to do 17 each. Then that and would be something else. You know, there's always the – like everybody – like the most – the biggest rumor coming out of the, like that whole expansion thing is Seattle's going to come in. Then they're going to add Houston because Houston's already they, ready. they got to add Houston. Houston – that's the only thing that they don't have. Exactly. Houston, they're going to add Houston at some point, and then they're going to add Quebec. I can yeah, I can see that. And then the, you know, then you got to deal with other things like a lot of people are saying that at that point they're going to scrap the division format and just have conference versus conference. And that brings a whole other thing into it which I'd get into, but we'd be here till 7 o'clock. We we'd bleed it's a into whole that thing. Sh- it's too. it's a whole thing. It's Right now, it seems way more complicated and very hypothetical. Yeah, it's a hypothetical, but like you know, well, it's aside from happen. Seattle, because that is happening. That's, it is. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm sure at some point Quebec was gonna come back. Whether they're the Nordiques or not is something else. They probably will be. I can't see the brand recognition. Because when there. Winnipeg went back, or when Atlanta moved to Winnipeg, they were the Jets again. Which raises the hypothetical question: If and when do the Whalers come back? I don't think so. I don't think so either. It was a terrible market, but it's it was a smaller market, and also, you know, even when the Whalers came in from the WHA, you know, now I'm gonna go back into my whole history at this point when the Whalers came. <laughs> I was not prepared for that at all. Which expect the unexpected on this show. Go ahead, talk about the Whalers. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump back in our time machine here when the Whalers came in from the WHA. Boston was pissed because Boston's like, oh, Boston's we, always pissed. we own the New England market. Why do we have this team? And they're like, oh, no, we're going to play. That's how the rivalry started. And then Boston was one of the main teams that was like, hey, can we move this team to Carolina? And then they moved them to Carolina, and we have the bunch of jerks now. So, yeah, that's what happened. So we've gone really far off the A nice history is, lesson. Which is fine. I, You know, once in a while, it's fun to have our little discussions about, you know, the past and the future of the NHL because that's where we're headed to. We're headed to a better game with more teams and more rivalries. Look, Vegas already has a, a rivalry with San Jose. Vegas, Vegas had a rivalry years. with San Jose like from day one. We already know that Vancouver Seattle is going to be a rivalry. Guaranteed, because like it's, they're in driving. It's maybe like an hour away. It's going to be like you know when you go to an Islander Ranger game. 
or like Ducks Kings, even yeah. though that's a terrible rivalry today. Yeah, but it's there. It's the proximity. So yeah. So now we can finally get into. Well, we'll quickly go because there's not much to talk about. The greatest trade in NHL history. I am intrigued. I have no idea where you're going with this. So oh, no, I am should. intrigued. Sergei Bobrovsky has tra- traded for his number in the offseason. And we finally- Sergei Bobrovsky! He's on the case. He's on the case, and he's number 72. And now he's just a little bit poorer, even though he's a lot richer. Yeah, so the biggest trade is... What we have now found out is that he traded for the number 72 because the number was being used by Vetrano. Frank Vetrano, yes. So he traded for it. We now finally know why he what he traded for it. And this is hilarious. It's great. It's a fun story. He For the number 72, Bobrovsky gives Vetrano a year's worth of meals, a Rolex, and a bottle of wine. That's a steal. That uh, absolutely, I don't care what number you give me. If I'm getting a year's worth of free dinners, a Rolex, which is very expensive, and a bottle of wine, give me. You can have whatever you number you want. I don't care. <laughs> My name's still on the back. The team I represent is still on the front. I don't care. So yeah, no, I think, yeah, no, Vitrano, trade of the trade of the trade in the history of the NHL for that. Like, that's incredible. You wear 77 now, you get as much food as you want from the guy who's getting paid how much? $70 million. Yeah, he's getting $70 million. He could buy you dinner. And how much does a Rolex go for, Ryan? Um, well, there are different models, but they start at $2,000, and they max out at, I'm looking at one here, it's... Oh, I just actually found one for $27,000. Yep. I don't think he got necessarily got a $27,000 watch. I probably got it custom. There was no way you were going to... It was definitely an expensive watch and why people have to drop thousands and thousands of dollars on a watch when you can look at your phone. I don't know. Well, I'm a watch person. Like I prefer... I'm not a watch person. I, don't, I would actually... I like to have the watch, especially now that you got smart watches and everything. And it's you just because they're, ex- they're like fancy like Swiss watches and... It's just, it's just a lot. Like, well, funny story is actually like my 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 best friend's father formerly worked for Rolex, and he has like he was he actually had like an Islander custom Rolex. That's awesome. And it was pretty cool. So yeah, good job, good job, Bob. We're we're proud of you. You got fleeced in a trade, but you're on the case, and you could probably help the Florida Panthers to hopefully the playoffs. Well, we'll we'll see because they got to get a lot going. Yeah, they do. So, with that, we're going to look at, uh, yeah, we'll take a break and then we'll come back. We'll look at, we'll take a look at the divisions real quick and then we will look at the hat trick challenge because, you know, we're actually not that far away. It's been two weeks, give it time. It's been two weeks and I'm still in fighting distance yet. I'm still trailing. So, when spoiler we, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. When we come back, we will look at the hat trick challenge and the divisions and we will finally close it out by looking at the sadly two games. Tonight. You're listening to Post Post here on the wave, the sound of LIU. Having trouble writing a paper? The LIU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. 
brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with a tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. The new sound of Long Island University has arrived with a splash. The wave brings you the hottest new music, exclusive coverage of LIU sports, and updates on everything happening at Long Island University. It's the station for the students, by the students. Tune in and catch the wave. Visit liuwave.org or download the WCWP app for iOS and Android. Welcome back to Post to Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. I'm your host, Anthony Carretta, and we're going to look at the divisions in the NHL. Who's high, who's low, who needs to get all their stuff together, and who needs to chill out and hopefully get, you know, cool off because maybe to be in too good this early in the season, which Buffalo. I don't think anybody... Yeah, Buffalo. You know Buffalo. Chill out, bro. <laughs> so, chill out. Yeah, you know what? Let's change things up. Let's look at the Atlantic first because we've already mentioned that Buffalo is first in the Atlantic. Buffalo's first in the league. Yeah, that needs to... What, Buffalo, go away. Like, I love you, Kyle. Kyle Oposo, you're my guy. Always have been. Love you, bro. Still miss you. You guys need to chill. You guys are not this good. You're not. We saw this last year. 10-game winning streak. Oh, are the Sabres legit? Are the Sabres legit? It's Buffalo. The only thing they win is the draft lottery. And even then they lose. And that. even then they lose, Jack Eichel. Yeah, fair. But Jack Eichel, you see what he did the other night? I think it was either last night or Oh, wait, night he before. was number two anyway, right? He was the second star of the game. And um, he was skating towards the bench, and he just goes, Hey, Mom! And that was it. And I was like... Oh, I meant the number two pick, but... Oh, he was also the number two pick in the draft, yeah. So, but, you know, Buffalo is somehow good, and hopefully they can keep it up. I want to see them do good. I really hope they do good. It's not 2007. They're not good anymore. Ryan Miller is 39 and on the Ducks. He's not. They're not good anymore. I hope they are. Like I hope they stay. Like even if you're, you know, a wild card, just, just I want to. You see know what they gotta do? They gotta bring back those red, white, and black oh, jerseys. Please. please do. I love those. Those. That's when they were good. I don't yeah, necessarily the Dominic, like the Dominic Hasek jerseys. Yeah, those. You know, even if you bring the back crease. the one with the, uh, the old logo, but like the blue and yellow ones. Those I don't are, know what uh, these are. Like it's just I get it. Sabers. It's crossed, but. Like, yeah. with the Sabres. They had, like, the slash, like, what people called, like, the Buffalo Slash, which was weird at the time. Like, I, I honestly, because they don't have the red ones in NHL anymore, and it upsets me, but, like, the, you know, the angry-looking Buffalo, the it's the Dominic Hasek ones. These people, ones are great. They're wonderful. I'm surprised. Not necessarily these red ones. No, the red ones. Eh. With the swords, but this one. That one, like, yeah, yeah. I know that no one listening can see right now. But if you just Google black and Google black, black and, and red, red Sabres jersey, it you'll find up. what we're talking it's about. It's a Dominic It looks one. like an actual buffalo, and it looks cool. Or even the dark blue one with the buffalo on it. I, I don't like those, personally. That one's not as good, but this, in the same one, vein. this one right now, like, it almost looks like the buffalo is a cloud. I don't know what they're wearing. Well, yeah, uh, especially, the you know, they have the heritage ones where the entire buffalo is gold, and... 
Well, that's it's okay. Because it's their 50th year, so I get that. Oh, yeah, that's like, they have like a, a cropped one there of uh, the blue and the yellow logo, but it's oh, red. Oh, they mixed that's the, They mixed this one. They put the old logo on like the white and the yellow. Oh, this does not look good. Nope. So yeah, enough talking about the jerseys. You know, you look at the Atlantic, and besides Buffalo, everything there makes sense except for Tampa. Yeah, except for because Tampa's weird again. Yeah, you know, the, the Atlantic, it goes Buffalo, Boston, understandable. Toronto, which understandable. Understood. Which is where they're going to finish anyway. Yeah, those two are going to finish there. Florida, you're fourth. You're in a wild card spot. They'll Good for you guys. probably be around there. Montreal, understandable. Tampa, what is, are you sick? Do we need to call, do we need to call a doc? Do we need to call Stevie? Do we need to call Eisenman back to fix you? Because You're this only is wrong. three points ahead of his new team. This is wrong. <laughs> There's something like we we I remember you know we did this last week we ranted about Tampa for 20 minutes we're not doing that again, but just we're gonna end it simple short and simple. What are you doing? Like literally, what do you, you, you know? It's not even like they're not producing because Stamkos has nine points, Kucherov has eight points. They're even getting production from Kevin Shattenkirk who has seven points, four goals already. Hurts my soul. Hedman still produce. They're still producing. I don't. Maybe it's Vasilevsky. It's Vasilevsky. <laughs> you look at Looking the stats. At the stats it's, Vasil- it's, it's Vasilevsky. It's three fifteen goals against, eight ninety nine saves. That's not a Vesna winner right there. He's tired. He I know he's tired. He shouldn't be as tired because they didn't go as far as everyone thought. You have McBackup. McBackup? <laughs> yeah, you got McBackup. Who's 0 and one? And one. You have him, though. You should utilize him. If they are utilizing him or to the tune of a three and a half goals allowed. Yeah, so I don't know. It's They're producing. Everyone on their team has at least one point. Their big names are still producing. I was going to say LIU's goaltenders have a better goal, goals, goals allowed well, average. And I realized, oh, they, wait. They definitely have better save percentages, but that's because they see 103 shots. Yeah, it's true. Well, what what's her name? Oh, wait, I'm trying to think of because I know it's not Bailey or McLeod. The la- uh, we Kenzie Harmison. Harmison. Yeah, she probably has a better save percentage. Than I'm <laughs> sure she does. Okay, so Vasilevsky's save percentage is 899. Okay. I guarantee right. you right now. Or, and and McElhaney's is 909. Or McBackup, I'm sorry. McBackup, because I'm not pronouncing that name correctly. McElhaney? Isn't it, is it McElhaney? Yeah. Okay, then I should have got that right. Because for those of you who don't know... Me and Ryan have, have Ryan called last Saturday's game at Nassau Coliseum for the LIU Sharks. They played the Wisconsin Badgers, and we saw all three goaltenders play. So which I expected. Which yeah, you know, it was a twelve to nothing loss. But I think the just the fact that like one of their one of one of LIU's goaltenders in their first year program could have a better goal to get a, a save percentage than an NHL goaltender, I find hilarious. Okay, Ava Bailey so far, eight forty five. Oh, that's so close. Okay, eight forty-five save percentage. And the other two, because they do have three goalies. Yeah, because in college you it's more common to carry three than it is to carry two. Well, Wisconsin has four, so. Yeah, but that then again, you know, I think I think the roster is slightly bigger. Kenzie Harmison has eight thirty-three, and their starter. Starter, quote unquote, which, well, she has started every game. Mia McLeod has a nine hundred, so she has a point zero one 
safe better than Andre Vasilevsky? This needs to be etched in stone somewhere. He just did. It's on a piece of paper. It's as paper. of. As of. As of. As of 5.39. On. On o- October 23rd, 2019. LIU Sharks. Mia McLeod has a better save percentage than the reigning Vesna Trophy winning. We have to tell her that. We do need to tell her we that, We need actually. to tell her that. Before the next game, before it goes either up or down, which well, it should no, shoot up. It should. They're po- well, no, they're playing Yale. Yeah, so a lot of they're not going to score on every shot. Well, still, but we'll we, we'll we'll let her know. But just you know, Tampa, you need to fix. You it. need to fix that. It's I don't know what is going on. Like that's great for us, but it's not great for you. Well, it's only great for us if they you know play better. But they they should. I give them hope. But yeah, no, Tampa, fix yourself now. I will say, however, Tampa, good job with uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. And I actually mean that. Good job. He's well. Hold on. He is producing hold third on. leading scorer. You're surprised about this? No. Every X I'm not surprised. I'm saying good job. Do somewhat better in Tampa than they did in New York. You don't need to tell me about this. I'm an Islander fan and I'm a Met fan. That's true. Yeah, you know this way too well. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, Tampa needs to fix that. So. Should we go to the Metro or should we go to the West first? Because the Metro, the, let's go to the Metro because you, we're gonna do one division in the in the East and then go up. Oh, no, West. Sorry. Yeah, we'll do the Metro. Washington, understandable. John Carlson has what been a beast. That's so far. I wouldn't say it's strange, but I didn't necessarily expect him to be this. Well, good. no. Also, we, I'm I'm also kind of surprised we haven't heard anything about Tom Wilson. Yet, good. We heard too much about Tom Wilson. I know. Tried to hurt somebody again. Oh, did he? He did, but he the sun's uh, also yellow when grass is green. Yeah. So yeah. Now what happened? Capitals are first. You know the jerks are in second. What did Tom Wilson do now? Oh, he just I think he did. He got like a few minutes. It was actually not major. I'm gonna wait till they play Vegas because when they play Vegas, that's when. Tom Wilson and Ryan Reeves are gonna fight. Oh, always. Absolutely. Always. I think I think Vegas is actually putting money on that, like the fight itself. I'm sure they are because Vegas puts money on everything. Yeah. So how many green beans are in this can? <laughs> over under over <laughs> under seventy six. <laughs> so yeah, um, Carolina second. Not surprised. I'm kind of I you know I thought that they were, I assumed that they were going to still be in the top three. Pittsburgh is in third. Okay. Um. Is Spider Man not hurt, or is like is that just not He's affecting hurt. them? I mean. I, I don't know, because they have most of their centers out, but then again, most of their forwards are natural centers. So That does help, actually. It does, but... That's then, actually that's the smartest thing they could have to, done. Yeah, but then when you have to play a defenseman on the wing, that's, that goes that's away. Not, that's not normal, but yet again, the Rangers... Although it's also ne- not necessarily normal seeing Dustin Bufflin or Brent Burns start as right-wingers and then go to defensemen because they're animals. Savages. Yes. So Brent Burns is just Chewbacca at this point. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody keeps saying like, "Oh, you're not supposed to see a defenseman on the winger uh, as a winger." The Rangers have been doing that since opening night. They have Brandon Smith on the wing, and he and he looks good on the wing as a fourth liner, which is weird because we have enough fourth like we have enough fourth line caliber guys in the to NHL, make like four lines. Yeah. My biggest surprise so far is Columbus. Well, yeah, they're in fifth. The Islanders are in fourth. No surprise there. The Islanders, that makes sense. Yeah, they'll go up. I'm not worried about that. But Columbus, 10 points 
even with that negative seven goal differential, they got ten points. I don't know. I expected them to be I a don't, little lower. On it that. won't stay. I'm I, sure I, it won't stay, but I did expect them to be lower because they really they have Jenner, At- Atkinson, Seth Jones, and not, I would say like half of whatever this left of Nick Foligno. Whatever's left. Whatever's Nick just Foligno. left in the tank, they have Nick Foligno. Other than that, oh, and Wierenski, but not a whole lot. That's they, not enough go, to it'll carry. It'll go down. It. They're, they're going to definitely fall. Philly surprises me. You know, they're sixth. Carter Hart. I don't know how he's still standing. That dude. Even with the Flyers going through eight goalies last year, Carter Hart was used so much. At such a young age, he's he should have been burnt out. There was no way he sh- he. Could I'm have like four and a half months older than the guy. Wait, seriously? Yeah, that's insanity. How do you feel? <laughs> um, I mean, he hasn't gotten his payday yet, like Nico Heischer, so probably better than you. Fair. But he had thirty-one games last year. Like that's not a lot, but in the time that they called him up it was a lot you know what I, I think they're like oh a healthy goalie let's burn him out while he's 19 or 20 yeah Cam Talbot syndrome um, but I don't see the Flyers keeping this up you know they're you know Hart can only take I think that this team maker makes it or breaks it on how far Hart can go this season and I don't think he can go that far, especially because, like, you know, their defense has not been great, and he's stopped, a, like, a lot of shots already. He's taken a lot. He has taken a lot. His save percentage is not great, but his goals against is fairly low. He already has a shutout. And Brian Elliott's been doing well off the bench. So goaltending's not their problem. Their problem would, I would say, scoring, especially um, James Van Riemsdyk. Who does, not, should, have a, yeah. does not have a point and is making, I believe, seven million dollars. Yeah, no, that's not. And good. this is not like James Van Riemsdyk at all to really struggle like this. Maybe, maybe it's coaching because that was a huge issue before. I remember a lot of people were saying, especially in the last time Philly made the playoffs, their coaching was just not good. And even though they did change their coach, it's Vigneault. Well, I personally, I've seen what the guy can do. He's a great coach. But he favors – he won't give enough time to certain players. Like, But James Van Riemsdyk can't be one of those players you don't give time to. When you're when he's struggling and cold as ice, then I understand. But Which is what he's doing. He's, but he's a – I wouldn't say a household name. He's but a bona fide star. He's made his presence felt everywhere he's been. They loved him in Philly when he was there the first time. Then he went out. Went then to he Toronto. went to Toronto. Did very well, and now he's back because he wanted to. He lives in. Was born in the area, wanted to come back, and he did fairly well last year. He had almost a thirty goal season, almost fifty points in sixty six games, but he just he couldn't buy a goal right now. It's not going to last. It's not. But I would. Let, it'd be interesting to see what Vigneault does because Vigneault's a big. Um, veteran, big man kind of guy. Don't forget, this is the guy who gave consistent minutes to Tanner Glass. And he literally specifically asked for Kevin Hayes. 
who I think is legitimately just a pylon. I don't know. So, Philly, you're weird, but whatever. And then you have the bottom two. Which we had the the two teams that had <coughs> arguably the best off-seasons. No, the best off-seasons, period. There's nobody who beat them. I mean, Nashville had a pretty good offseason. They got one player. They had both they, of these two teams got four. Okay, but they that one player was a bona fide star. We have Panarin. Okay, good for you. And yet, where has it gotten you? Fresh bread. <laughs> you don't even get bread. There is one team in the entire league that has more points than you. Here's the thing. And that seems the Senators. Yes. One team. Here's the thing. How many games have they played? Seven. How many games have the Senators played? Eight. Oh, wow. So it's not <laughs> even like that bad anymore. I thought it was worse. But the Rangers, especially, here's the thing. The problem with them is right now, and, I, you know, I watched them last night in a, that overtime loss to Vancouver. Arizona. Oh, it was Arizona. Yes, I'm sorry. They lost to Vancouver, too. But that was on and New Saturday. Jersey and New Jersey. Yeah, that, that hurt. Um, First win of the year for the yeah, Devils. Yeah, that hurt. But what I'm seeing is they're going back to the problem where they don't play the first period; they start in the second. Because this team, when they're good, they look good. It's just they need to play all 60 minutes. That happened yesterday, and it happened Saturday. You know, you can't win a game by playing the second and third period. You know, Tony D'Ang- and also Tony D'Angelo cannot be the only guy scoring on your team. I'm sorry. You have Panarin, Zibanejad, Fast, and Kreider. They need to all be producing. And Kapokako, who got nine minutes in the last game, which was brought to my attention. And that's an, that's a problem. Yeah, when you're the number two overall pick, you should have more than nine minutes. Nine in a minutes. Game. I get it. The kid is probably not. He's still adjusting to the NHL ice. Fine. You know, Which so is Jack Hughes, but he's getting more minutes. Well, no, here's the thing. Jack Hughes played in the United States before. Kako did not. Well, isn't the rinks like the, uh, roughly no, the no. same size, right? The, no, the European ones are bigger. So it's smaller. You got to make – you probably got to adjust more, at, like such as, you know, what, the biggest thing I remember people saying is he needs to learn how to turn faster. And I'm like, wow, what is this, NASCAR? But, yeah, he needs to learn how to adjust to the ice. But, you know, Panarin is – you're, you're getting what you paid for, Panarin, so far. And you're getting more than you paid enough for. from Mika. Yeah. You know, Buchnevich needs to be better. D'Angelo, why? You know, Foss has been much better. But you need guys, and, you know, Strom as well. You need guy, you need the guys like Kreider to step up. You need the guys like, you know, the the younger guys to step up. You know, Lemieux is you have great. Michael Haley? Yeah, we Islanders do. Islanders legend Michael Haley? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that, it's weird. And, you know. Lundqvist has to be better. No, he doesn't. Georgiev has to be better. Lundqvist is one and three and has a three five seven goals against. He, I give the man a break. Like I get he's thirty something. Where how old is he? Thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, he's he's up there. Thirty seven. Yeah, he's not gonna put up those numbers. Also, don't forget he's played seven. He's played what I think four out of the seven games so far. He's played the majority of them. Four of the seven, yes. Yeah, he's not. I'm sorry. I love Lundqvist. I've loved him since, you know, my friends will go out and tell you some things that I've said about him that I regret. But, yeah, there are things that, you know, Lundqvist is great, 
he's not the Lundquist from four years ago. And which Five is understandable ago. because that right. happens. Yeah. So Georgiev needs to step up. If you if Lundqu- you know, if one of them goes down, I believe Shisterkin will be fine. Shisterkin. Bless you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, Shisterkin will be fine. So Rangers need to get better. The Devils I think they just need to find their stride. Maybe a coaching change is in order for them too. I heard that they were they were on the ropes with firing John Hines. They've turned it around a little bit, so I don't necessarily see him going anywhere right now. But when you have to add your assistant GM to the coaching staff, that's not a good look. No, not at all. So, but they have one back-to-back game. They do. That's that's a, that's a win for them. So two wins for them. Two wins. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So we're gonna look at the hat trick challenge now because we're actually surprisingly running out of time. This is why you can't let me go on history lessons about the Whalers. That was like 20 minutes ago. Exactly. But it took 20 minutes to get through it. So, yeah. All's the same in the West. Yeah, Vancouver is surprisingly weird, but. Vancouver's strange. But, yeah. San Jose still sucks. Yeah, sadly. Sorry, San Jose fans. You guys need to get better. And bringing Marlowe back didn't help all that much. Try again. It was a morale burst. I'll yeah. give it that much. Marlowe cried. Everyone cried. Everyone had a great time. Scored a couple goals. <laughs> and then he still lost. But, oh, did they lose that <laughs> I game? I think they lost that game. But, yeah. You'll so, get there. Let's look at the hat trick challenge. As, yeah, so I'm losing again. Um, Woo! Yeah, this, this is not going to, this is, but I'm not, I'm only losing by one. So this could because easily we've be only had around. six predictions. Yeah. So I am a, We have all a very long season ahead of us. So, last week, I said James Neal will still be in the top three goal scorers in the league by today. He was, because he's now back to being the real deal, surprisingly enough. Then I said the Rangers will score three goals and beat the Devils in regulation. I was r- half right. Wrong team, but I was So right. then you were wrong. I'm still wrong, but, like, you were not I guess the, I, they lost 5-2, to two, so they, they, they did lose. by th- The winning team did score three. Yes. They won by three. So I was And they did win in regulation, but it was the wrong team. Yeah, so that doesn't So you get me. nothing. I get nothing, you're right. And I said Buffalo won't be first in the Atlantic by the next show. And somehow Little did you know they would be first in the entire, <laughs> entire league. league by today. So, you know. Yay, Ryan. That's the best that I can come up with. Woo! So yeah, and yours that were wrong from last Mine, week. Mine, I said the the Devils will finally win a game. They had two games between last week and this week. They had three games, I think, wasn't it? Or is it two? I think it was just two. Okay. They haven't played since Saturday. They won both, so I got that. Um, said Patrice Bergeron will record his 500th career assist. He needed four. He got two. So he needs Sorry, another Bergie. two. Sorry, Bergie, but you'll get it in, like, probably a game or two. And then my third was Connor McDavid will lead lead the league in points outright. He doesn't even have a tie for the league lead. Did he fall? He fell. Well, I I wouldn't say he fell because he had a five point game the other day. But John Carlson is just what right did, there. What did he do? McDavid? No, Carlson. Um, fantastic question. We are. Let's find that out. Because he's he's a- just kind of quietly, but has. 20 points already. Um, had two goals yesterday and then an assist, three assists, a goal and two assists, and then one assist. 
Oh, so he's actually been producing fairly yes. well. Very well. Apparently, I saw this graphic the other day. The first defenseman to get to 20 points by the end of October, and October's not even over. Wow. And uh, McDavid's third, so that means... McDavid is in a tie for second. Ah, with Spaghetti Man. With Spaghetti Man, yes. Who okay. leads the league in goals? Yeah, so that, that was disappointing. So that didn't happen. And your last one? That was my last oh, one. That was your last one. Okay. So this week, my three for this week, hopefully I can get something. The Oilers will still be first in their division by next week. They have, I think, three games? Yeah, they have like three games. The Oilers, their next game is against Washington, so that doesn't help them. They we can see. Uh, they lead Vegas by one point. So, yeah, it'll be close. It will be close. But I can see them, you know, getting on top. Next, the Kings will pass the Sharks in the standings. They already have. Oh. Oh, yeah, there was a game last night. Mm. Then, I, then I'll just say they'll stay there. All right, then. Uh, give them a week. I think L.A. will solidly be above San Jose. Okay. And lastly, the Rangers will win two of their next three. Well, their next one's against Buffalo. And then Boston and then Tampa. You think they're going to win two of those? Yep. I have hope. Wow. They're supposed to be bold, okay? And Wow. I, you know, that is that's that's very bold right there. My team's already burnt me twice this season I, with wow. predictions. All so. right, good luck. <laughs> well, mine. You're, uh, you're like my life just got so much easier. Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, mine was our John Carlson will have at least twenty five points by next show. Okay. Um, Anze Kopitar will record his nine hundredth career point. I think he needs two. That's not hard. Yeah, but Bergeron needed four assists. He's an assist machine, and he only got a half. Okay. And my third was the Buffalo Sabres. Sabres will be the first team to ten wins, so they have to win two of their next three, and they'll have ten wins by next show. Ah, okay. So now here's the fun part. One of those get that. See, this is where this is where the the hat trick challenge gets interesting because one of those games is against the Rangers. Yeah, which is what we had last week when I said the Devils would win a game. And you said the Rangers would beat the, the Devils. Devils. Okay, fair. Yeah, so that's how the fun part. And we have two minutes. Usually this is the part of the show where we go through the eight or nine games. Well, there's two games. The so there's before we get to the two. two games, my bold prediction for the year, Ovechkin will get his 700th goal. He needs 35 now. He's got 665. And my bold prediction for the season, which for those of you who don't know, this is worth two points. Three points. Three po Oh, is it three? Oh, it yeah, because two would have been a tie. Okay, three points is that Austin Matthews will finish the season with 40 or more goals. I believe he has, I want to say, like, eight. He, that is... Why'd you go to the Capitals page? I didn't. The computer glitched out. Oh, here we go. So I believe he's, like, in the, he's in the top five in goals right now. He has... He does have eight. He's third in the league. Okay, so he needs... He needs 32, and Ovechkin needs 35. Both very doable. Doable. It's it's still very early, so we should see that. And the two games tonight, we'll run through them quickly because they're both kind of terrible. Uh, first up, 
the wings versus the Ottawa Senators. Is this basically like like you know in football you have a tank bowl? Is can this the they same both thing? lose? Because I think they can both lose. They should both be able to lose. If you could tie still, this game would end in like a one-one tie easily. But so I, I'm gonna give it a Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Ottawa just sucks worse. So and then the other game, the Pittsburgh Penguins, without Spider-Man, play the. I really hope that's his nickname from now on. Oh, it better be. So the Spider-Manless Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Tampa Bay Lightning with a goalie who has a worse save percentage than an LIU goaltender. And this is the Wednesday night hockey matchup, folks. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm giving it to Tampa. They're at home. I'm giving it to Tampa, mostly because like, if you're gonna get yourself, don't make us, don't make us come on the show next week with the. With We're gonna the do this every staff. week now. We're gonna compare Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky to versus LIU. Most likely, who wins? Most likely versus Mia McLeod. This this needs to happen. So, that'll do it for post to post here on the wave. The sound of LIU. We will see you next week. Enjoy some hockey, and we will catch you next week. Oh, <laughs> my